0: Obviously. On the prompt.
1: I should have thought of this, but you know, that's what Do- Dr. Dr. Drang is for.
0: Welcome to the prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is November 13th, 2013. Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. This is episode number 22. My name is Mike Hurley. And I'm joined today by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen Hackett.
2: Hello, Michael Hurley.
0: Oh, well, hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Our I, uh, <laughs> Italian yeah. friend, Federico Vitici. he is uh, dealing with uh, fires again, I think, with his ISP. So unfortunately, he could not be with us today, Stephen.
2: Yeah, it's, it's sad. Um, I'll miss our little friend.
0: So we needed another accent.
2: Yeah, so what we've done, Michael, if your accent, being British, and mm-hmm. my accent, being Southern, had a baby, a little accent baby, it would give birth to our guest.
0: Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. Welcome, <laughs> Matt Alexander, to The Prompt, host of Bionic on 5 by 5 Welcome. Mm.
1: Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm, I'm deathly afraid I'm going to ruin this show for you. That's
2: well, um, probably pretty hard. We, we have a safe word. We do. We talked about that and it's in Text Expander now. Good. As I'll demonstrate now to you guys. Oh
1: wow, you actually did do a Text Expander.
2: Expanded. Yes, Not expander. Expanded. Um, mm. Yeah, so for people who don't know who you are, um you you you're the coach to Bionic on five by five, but what what else do you do? Uh I have
1: a company called Need which launched last week. Um, which is sort of a men's clothing and lifestyle sort of thing and then i i mainly used to write my website 137.net which is mostly dormant now and um that's pretty much it um i'm friends with you two yep and federico that's that's a
2: sizable chunk of my resume (laughs) that's all it takes
1: yeah i'm a i'm a i'm a prompt
0: listener Um, Do you listen promptly every week? No, he doesn't. No, I have a a massive backlog. I made him listen to last week's episode before joining us
1: today. Mm. So Mm. you can quiz me.
2: Yes. Um, You also have, um, as people find in the show notes, um, you have a uh, history in cinematography. Oh, wow. That
1: was something I didn't expect (laughs) to come up on
0: this show. Matt was uh, a star in the uh, movie uh, "Wheels," an Inline Story," where, which was a movie about uh, inline skating. I'm buying mm. a copy
2: right now. So we actually
1: have a lot of copies in circulation now. Um, um, has, has no one digitized it? Not My I think the closest we've come to it is my development team um, for Need. They're based in Virginia. And I know they watched it, and they had big plans for converting it, but I don't think it's been done yet.
0: My understanding and is they watched, like, ten minutes and couldn't stand anymore. Yeah, they couldn't keep going.
1: <laughs> the uh, the masterpiece that is the soundtrack being entirely produced by Hansen was too much for their ears, I believe.
2: Probably. And so, I mean... We'll get into the show in a second, but you guys over at Bionic, you guys have the most. Uh, I don't want to say rabid because that sounds like they're raccoons. They might be raccoons, but you guys have a very involved listener base. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, recently.
1: It's, yeah, it's getting more and more
2: intense. Our little yes. uh, volcanites. Volcanites. Uh, my face ended up in a James Bond gif at some point. Yep. It's all very. It's all very strange. Yeah, there's a 40-page script based on the idea we had for a Bond film.
1: Oh, it's so bigger like, now. I... It's oh, about it really? 60
0: pages. I haven't read uh, it yet, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, for anyone that wants to find out some stuff, uh, for example, you can get to Bionic by going to Um. That was that was a good one. We have Volcano, which is our startup for hollowing out volcanoes for supervillains. Is- so it's vlcnr.com. com. Yep. Then there's Rogif Moore, so R O G I F O M O O R E, which but, was That's a dot movement. com, right? Oh yeah, .com. That was a movement to have a gif made of um Roger Moore in Live and Let Die tearing away a pair of trousers. Um That's a fan a, a
2: fan made website but with, as well. But with my face.
0: Yeah, well that that was an added bonus, the uh, the face yeah. part.
2: Yeah. So, so really, what we're saying is, Matt, if, if people aren't familiar with you, maybe they should um, change that. Yeah,
1: they should. They should listen to <laughs> Bionics. A good place to start. It's actually a horrible place to start because I end up sounding like this <laughs> crazy, like maniac person, um, and I'm actually fairly sort of boring and British. I
2: don't know. You are
1: you are a maniac. Mm.
2: Yeah. According so, to- um, Matt, Stephen, Michael. Stephen? Let's some follow-up. Follow-up. <laughs> what have we got? Um, apparently, the prompt is just about photo management now. Oh, I
0: won't go I, away.
2: I know. So, I uh, misspoke, <laughs> and about 9,000 people told me I was wrong. Which, thank you for the feedback. If I was rude to you, it's just because my phone would not stop vibrating. Uh, Flickr's iOS app does auto-upload, like Dropbox and EverPix did and all these things. And I said... That Flickr is public and everything's on the internet for everyone to see. And Marissa Meyer can sort through your family photos on her iPad. And that's not entirely true. Um, the auto upload is private by default, which is awesome. Um, so I apologize for my error. And um, I have been punished. Oh, Steven? I, Steven. I'm in a body cast.
0: Um, Flickr uh, auto uploads are private by default.
2: Oh, interesting. I just thought you needed to know. Um, Yes, so that's been resolved. So sorry for our mistake. (laughs) Um, We mentioned an app last week called Unbound, which can serve as a front end if you are like many of us using Dropbox as your photo management solution. And uh, it was really cruddy on iOS, but now it's better. Unbound for iOS seven has been released. It's so. it's nice. I I like the icon. I like the app. Um, I use it uh pretty often. So that's in the uh, that's in the show notes. Yeah, this does look very fancy, actually.
0: Yes. So it just allows you to view your images that are stored in Dropbox in a more uh, more more like the photo roll, basically. Yeah, it's As a more effective way
1: to mop up tears in the aftermath of Everpix dying. Exactly. Mm. Yes. It's a good sponge.
2: <laughs> good. Hmm. I like this. Um, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. And um, a show notes can be found on the internet.
0: 5 dot 5tv slash prompt slash 22.
2: We have a short URL too, but I don't remember what it is. You need to get a good one. Like,
1: vespa dot it slash 22
0: somebody somebody um somebody registered it for us but i i also can't remember what it was so please let us know <laughs>
2: federico will know yeah where's we'll
0: he? i'll ask him and then i'll report back i'll do does some it, casey list real-time follow-up
1: does he even have an isp or is it more of just like a collection of people that are sort of carrying cables around the country um because it seems like he never actually has internet consistently
2: well uh, the there was a there was a fire, yep but um but the fire was resolved, but now he doesn't have internet again, so he's going to sever their ties. um sever ties he's going to divorce his i s p which yep. because he lives in Italy, the pope has to um sign off on
0: he has to, to ordain that
2: it's very sad <laughs> um, very difficult um but uh yeah, so yeah, I don't know who's gonna go with. But apparently there's more than one. Pope net. What? Never mind. Um What else do we have? Uh we have um Well, this is a little out of order, so I'm sorry. So uh iCloud PhotoStream is confusing. There's a link in there about that. Uh, People thought that, including myself, I mean, I read the article as, oh, they've changed the way PhotoStream works. But in reality, no one knows what they're doing over in Cupertino because it's terribly confusing.
0: Yeah, there seemed to have been a massive um, amount of coverage for something that everybody had to redact or whatever. Retract. Update. Uh, Yeah,
2: mine was particularly embarrassing because it ended up on Reddit and a bunch of people were like, you're an idiot. So that was fun for me. Uh, I love how you have
1: such a sizable portion of the show dedicated to people calling you an idiot.
2: Well, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) No, that is,
1: no, that was genuinely not your fault though. That was so confusing when that happened. Um, the iCloud photo stream thing. Last week, I was so in and out of the news, um, but I was trying to follow along with that, and there was no steady narrative to the whole thing, and I'm still not entirely clear on what changed or didn't change, but it seems like the consensus is that nothing changed.
2: Yeah, and really, I think it's best to view um, iCloud Photo Stream as like a temporary conduit to move photos around, not in any way storage that you should rely on, like...
0: Yeah, it's just like a, here's some some photos I've recently taken, if I need to get them back again, and or need to share them across devices.
2: If you're on Wi-Fi, but if you're on LTE, then you're out of luck. Like, it's just yep. really, it's really janky. Um, last week, I set a challenge to our listeners to include Matt Alexander's face on a gif of um, That's the prince true. None of this playing is true. water polo. <laughs> does the prince play water polo maybe probably have you guys ever watched water polo no. it seems
0: really intense no I, I, I don't even really understand
2: you're playing football not like soccer like real american football like concussion causing football while treading water for nine hours like it seems impossible um so i'd said hey look internet if you can come up with a way to tell me what images in my library were taking taken on this date in the past then I would uh, there's going to be a bounty, and we've had several answers to this. Um, the first that uh, I came across uh, was Andrew Baldwin, who wrote a um, Apple script. You can go and uh, you can run it, and it will uh, set an email, send an email to you with those images attached. And uh, he and I actually went back and forth over email um, over the weekend, trying to work some bugs out, and it works pretty well. So um, that's in the show notes. Um, I am, it's also in the show notes, I'm not super awesome at AppleScript all the time, and um, accidentally copied about. I don't know how many gigs of images to my
0: desktop before I realized such, what was happening. Such a great image! This is maybe my favorite image of the year. It will be in the show notes. It's a screenshot of Stephen's desktop, covered and covered in photos. And uh, listeners, basically, what you have here is some, some of. If you ignore the images, what you have is some, some of a screenshot. Of some of Steven's desktop. So maybe if people want to point out why that should go on Screenshot Patrol for some reason, there might be something in there that you don't like, maybe you should submit it. So here's the thing I'm the only one with keys to Screenshot Patrol.
2: So hmm. I think I actually put it on there. Let's see. Okay. Screenshot Patrol. Tumblr.
1: Wait, you use Mailplane?
0: It- you use Mailplane. Uh, I do for work, yes. I mean, mm. It's just, just airmail AM, like a. Like a airmail.
2: So, air, okay. So, we talk about airmail. Airmail is really cool unless you deal with a lot of people on exchange servers. And then it like craps out when it has to deal with the little attachments that it does to say that it's virus free. And I know you guys don't have real jobs, but in the real world people use Exchange.
0: I not. have more of a real job than you do. But you use Lotus Notes at work. This is a discussion I don't want to have. Okay. We're moving to Outlook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
2: oh, we cured you of TB, but now you have syphilis in your brain. Like, <laughs> It's a pretty um, extreme email comparison. <laughs> <laughs> if you've used Lotus Notes, it's basically like having tuber- tuberculosis. Um, uh, up, ne- up next is uh, mm, mm. Thomas... Vashoran. Vashoran. Yeah. Vashoran. Thomas Vashoran. Okay. Um, wrote an <laughs> automator job to do basically the same thing. It uh, his is a little bit different. It creates a folder and then it copies images from the past into that folder. And then the next day deletes the contents of the folder and fills it with new images. Um, I could not get this one to work. I even like stripped out all the folder stuff. I just wanted it to copy to my desktop. and uh, I've had issues with this one, but apparently some people have had luck. Uh, I'm still kind of digging through it. Um but uh pretty uh pretty cool stuff and I think more approachable than AppleScript. Um but uh there there's also the, the, maybe the most access, accessible way to do this is an app called something. What is this called? App called Memoir. Mem. Mem, yes. Um It is uh, iPhone and Mac and basically does, you know, these pictures are from the past and it's it's pretty cool. The Mac app um, basically, like right now, it's indexing my Dropbox photo library folder and is including those now and it'll send you a push notification once a day on your phone saying that, hey, these pictures are
0: from the past. So one of the things that, I mean, this is all awesome. Thanks to all the people that sent this stuff in. Yes, I have two things. One, I'm not touching anything with Automator or appscript. Agreed. Just not going to do it um, because I'm terrified of that for reasons that Stephen has already uncovered for me this week. <laughs> um, and also one of the things that I loved about Everpix was that I have like five years worth of images sitting on an external drive that I don't have in Dropbox because. I don't need instant. I don't need like sort of immediate access to them, but when I uploaded them to Everpix, it was awesome because I would get the flashback. Right. So I'm kind of that was the thing about Everpix was that it took all of my photos and then delivered it to me without yeah. me needing to have like 20 gigabytes of photos in Dropbox because I don't want to have them all in there. Right. So that that, that that's just you know. I mean, I mean, if you app, have you can, all of your images in Dropbox, then these are, are great solutions. But EverPix did extra things that made its flashback feature also. Awesome.
2: Sure. And, and that particular feature, uh, I just added a dropper link in our show notes. Um, you can point the Mac app at any folder you want, and it will suck those up, it, up. And it doesn't have like the browsing feature, as far as I can tell, like EverPix did, but it can remind you. Yeah,
0: um, these are on a, a hard drive I have in storage.
2: Yeah, I mean, so you would have to have them attached. Yeah,
0: uh, I right.
2: guess all the time, or maybe once it indexed them. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I just started using this, so. Okay. Um, but that's that's in the show notes. Matt, do you have any follow up?
1: Uh, no, I'm just. I'm really sad about Everpick. Still, I bought into it right at the last minute. It was pretty <laughs> much. It was <laughs> pretty much pretty point. much my payment confirmation email was the email saying they were shutting <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your money. Goodbye. Yeah, I gave him like, what is it? He gave? I gave him like $80 and the email I got back was was shutting down <laughs> and you'll get your money back at some point. And it was just kind of like, oh, what, what glorious timing. Um, but you know, I was getting this, I can't remember the name of the service. What's the name of the service that pulls from your social media and gives you a retro O-life? perspective look?
0: Uh, Time Hop. Time, Time Hop. Hop.
1: I was using that and I used to be way more active on Instagram And all that sort of stuff. So that was suiting my needs for a long time, Um, but that was awful because on Everpix there was a lot of the uh, you know whimsy and the fun of being able to see photos from years and years ago. Um, Whereas with Timehop, I was seeing tweets I sent like three years ago that were just super embarrassing, like just
0: just depressing, mopey tweets. Yeah, yeah, three year ago, Matt (laughs) Alexander.
2: Yeah. Eight box of Oreos, comma, drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Most of them probably had something to do with being intoxicated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And now you're, uh, you know, a a powerful CEO and you have to get rid of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Now I hire minions to wipe the internet clean of my follies in the past. Follies? Follies. Wow. (laughs) so Uh, British.
0: Matt,
2: Alexander. Oh, don't do that. Baseball. Follies. (laughs)
1: follies. <laughs> yeah, no, uh the baseball guy is the famous guy. But the second one, the one is games. How
2: to Break a Terrorist. You wrote a book about terrorism. Yeah, okay. there's a,
1: there's a
0: there's a terrorism bloke of some sort called Matt Alexander. <laughs> I don't know if you necessarily if it's right to refer to him as a terrorist.
1: I don't know. I that that's his uh <laughs> His, name, his job title is Matt Alexander, terrorism bloke.
0: Um, we are going down a rabbit hole that can only be saved by. Oh, hang thing. on. Let me let me use my. Uh... What's happening? Oh, are you saying are you... safe word? Okay. okay. Well, for the benefit of our listeners, Stephen just asked Matt to stop. Yeah, is effectively what happened. Yeah.
2: You know, it would also be great.
0: It's kind of what I was going for
2: talk about our good friends
0: over at Squarespace oh real-time follow-up <laughs> from Federico <laughs> contacting us because I feel like he did this for me once so I should do it for him um, he is to, yep it's the short URL that we have is T H E P R O M dot P T the prom dot P T they're trolling
2: us Federico is trolling us from beyond um. Yeah, where is he right now? He's uh
1: in the pool He's having house. an espresso in a jacuzzi
2: somewhere. He's at the pool house, I think. Yeah, I suppose no internet or some internet he's texting but
0: Well, he's got 3G, 3G but not he hasn't got a consistent enough connection that he would yeah. be able to call in on. It's probably cuz
1: he's riding around without a helmet on a moped. Um Probably but anyway, something, probably okay. something to do with that. Probably. So
0: this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything that you need to make your own professional website or online portfolio, maybe a site for your business, and then make it fast and easy too. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code Tallyho11. Squarespace are always doing great work to improve their platform not just by making it more beautiful but also making it easier to use. Um they make their platform more powerful without adding complexity. If anything over time it's been become even more and more simple and much more user friendly Squarespace and that's one of the things that I love about them. Um Squarespace can be sort of be used by anyone. I feel like if you are the type of person that wants to uh, like you're someone like me, I want to make a good looking website and I want to do it quickly. Um I'm without much hassle and I want it to be done in a way that looks professional but is easy for me to manage on my own without um, needing to enlist the help of Stephen to um, help me code something in CSS because I've broken something horribly. Basically, it lets me do that. But if I want to set up a family member who knows nothing about the internet, it's easy for that too. I can just set them up and they can go on their way. Or if you're the type of person that wants to develop their own Um, design. If you want to make your own design for your website, you can do that and you can lay it on top of Squarespace's solid infrastructure. They have fantastic caching. The hosting is awesome. They have built-in statistics that they're improving all the time. They have the ability to add a commerce platform if you want, but they have their beautiful templates that you can start with. They feature responsive web design and you can make tweaks to them where you want to 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 make and craft your own website if that's what you like. They have 24-7 support which is amazing. You can get a custom, a free custom domain name if you sign up for one of their annual plans. And believe it or not, Squarespace starts at just eight dollars a month. You have to go and try this out for yourself. That's the best way to see what Squarespace can do for you. So go sign up for a free trial. No credit card needed to do this, and you can start booting your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace or Squarespace, make sure that you use the offer code Tallyho eleven. It's gonna get you 10% off your first purchase. And it will also help show your support of the prompt and all the five by five. Thanks to Squarespace for their support and for giving you everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Hooray! Hooray indeed. So nice. Um
2: You spent some money this week.
0: Oh dear. Yeah. So how's, how's that? The iPad mini came out. Um, shall I tell my just usual story of something stupid that I did? Would you like to hear that?
2: I would I would love to hear a story about that.
0: Because typically whenever these whenever basically anything happens recently, I have a story of something idiotic that I've done. Um and and the iPad mini ordering process is no different. So it was quite amusing for me to wake up in the morning and go on Twitter and then the first thing I see is Federico tweets a link to like Mac rumors or something and it's like apparently the iPad's launching like tomorrow um and then I'm scrolling through the the tweets and stuff more people are saying it and then I think to myself let me go to the Apple store so I go online to the Apple store take a look they have the iPad mini is out so I took a look at the options they were available they you know they had the one to 3 day shipping or whatever and I thought to myself I have a meeting in town later today um and it's opposite an apple store I'll pop into an apple store and try my luck on buying one so fine I then had the amusement of reading through twitter like and seeing people be like no way is apple launching an ipad tomorrow it's never happening like the do it like the, and it was just amusing to me to be able to to see people saying that sort of stuff now knowing full well that they did in fact watch the rent the mini um so the day went on um as the day went on I started to see accounts from people that they weren't in retail stores um I was seeing if you could order online and you like like to reserve and you couldn't so it came to a point where I was like what I'll do is I will order one I'm still going into town later, and I'll just cancel my order if I need to, and then pick up one at the store. So I order one. Honestly, it was about about five minutes later. Federico um, sends me a message, or sends us both a message, to say he'd reserved an iPad Mini, and I then found that there was actually a way to reserve it using this like I Reserve system or something. Yeah. So, after a, a bit of waiting around, I reserved a Retina Mini for pickup, a 32 gigabyte Wi-Fi white. Um, so, then went to the store later on in the day, picked it up. So, I now have one. I have one in my possession. However, it's too late in the process for me to cancel the one that is being sent to me. So, so. I have two. <laughs>
2: And this is after the one that you sold got lost in the post, right? So, yeah, that's still lost, by the way. So, so you haven't made money from selling your old one, and yep. you've bought two new ones. Yes. Do you need money?
0: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, which one are you going to return? Uh, the one that arrives on Friday. Why? Because why uh, would I keep it? You
2: should, you should be able to return it in store, I think.
0: Stephen, are you, uh, are you eating right now? I'm sorry. So, okay, I'm just I Have a, a bowl of chocolate chips in front of me. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can hear.
2: No, I'm um,
0: numb, I'm um, numb. Oh, <laughs> um. turning to the cookie monster. Uh, well, I ju- I'll just return the one that, that that I received. They're both exactly the same. Well, you can have so. a day f- a day iPad and a night iPad. I could. Yeah. I just get different coloured smart covers. You're pretty high powered these days, Mike. I think it's ready. I've been thinking if there was anything I could do, like maybe I don't know, give it to someone, but. Not not a 400 pounds. I'm just going to return. N- it. Or one for nice each gift. hand. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
2: Or you mount one in your bathroom permanently. Oh, yeah. You guys are full of great ideas.
1: Or you strap it inside the underside of your pillow. So it's kind of like James Bond always has a gun. You could always have an iPad. <laughs> like pull it out. I
2: have to read a comic book. We're <laughs> idea, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, clearly. We
2: can't, we can't be stopped. So yeah. I
0: went with the 32 gigabyte instead of 16. Um, and I do have an actual reason why I did this. So on a, a great... Reason. A real reason. On a great episode of uh, Mac Power Users this week with Mr. Fraser Spears, um, which is a show on the glorious 5 by 5 network of which we are a part, they're talking about this problem, you know, or this issue, um, as to should Apple have kept the 16 gigabyte or whatever. And then uh, Mr. David Sparks, he says that his books, for example, take up like a gigabyte yeah, each, which was one great idea. And then Fraser said, like, once you install, I can't remember the numbers now, which I should have written them down. Once you install iOS 7 or, you know, if you upgrade or whatever, but you've yeah. got iOS 7 on there. If you install all of the applications, the free apps... So numbers,
2: pages, keynote...
0: GarageBand, iPhone. iPhone... It takes up like 6 gigs or something stupid. Yeah, but do you install all of those? No, but it... So but how it, does that apply to you? This is what I'm about to say. Apps are getting bigger. Um, media is getting bigger. Uh, I might as well just go with 32 and future-proof myself.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm all about 32... Well, I mean, on the phone, because I use my phone as my iPod and I don't really stream music. Um, But on the iPad, I sync a lot of photos and, you know, usually have a movie or two on there. You know, if I'm, you know, the kids or, you know, just when you're a parent, you want to have like things in your back pocket just in case something goes terribly
0: wrong. It was just like every now and then with my mini, especially if I was going away and wanted to put some movies on, I had to play the like the game of what do I delete yeah. And it was kind of getting a bit frustrating every time I did that. Yeah. And, and, it, you know, I was using my iPad mini most when I was traveling. So every time I needed to use it most, I had to start deleting stuff. Right. Now, Matt, you ordered a 16, didn't you? I canceled it and changed it to a 32. So why well. did you do that? Uh, similar reasoning. <laughs> I love you question me. <laughs> you did it for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Well, you're not going to install those apps, are you?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Mm.
1: Like, so what, I'm waiting the, for day, the day I, I don't get to judge your decisions is the day I die a little inside. <laughs> Even if yeah. I already approve of them. I'm kind of right. like a guardian angel for you. Wow,
0: wow. you are like my guardian angel. Mm.
2: Um, So did you get, so uh, Michael, you did Wi-Fi. Matt, did you do LTE? Yeah,
1: I always do LTE. Uh, I still have unlimited grandfathered in on my iPhone, so I don't have tethering. Right. Um, so, having a hotspot on my iPad is very useful when I
0: travel. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking about LTE. Um, oh yeah. And I was wondering if I wanted to 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 put it on there. Like I was thinking about like the configuration. <laughs> put put it on there. Like it, it, just add get it on a, a USB stick. Just a stick it LTE. on the back with Velcro. Yeah, um, that's fine. Just write LTE on the back of my iPad. And <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> I've got LTE on here now, and they just color in like a black bar at the top. So. <laughs> um, but for me like i have a i have tethering um i have a pretty sizable data cap mm. um i know mm. and it adds like a 100 it's like 130 pounds to the overall price and then i'm paying would be paying like 15 pounds every month i wanted to use it so yeah. i was like i will just tether for the times that i need it i'll just tether
2: yeah i did um my ipad mini was the first one i did with LTE i had not done it um before but i did it this time on the air and um you know i don't use it all the time like i have a shared data plan and it just comes out of it when i use it and if i don't it doesn't and so it's it's nice to have the option when i do need it um yeah Yeah. i think especially probably maybe even more so on the mini like you're more likely just to stick it in your coat pocket and take it somewhere but um my ipad 3 was
0: the first was the only ipad i've had with data and it changed my life for a week and then after that, it just wasn't that useful.
2: Right, because I still feel a little weird like using an iPad like in a coffee shop or something.
0: Well, because I like would watch uh, like an episode of Mythbusters on Netflix at lunch or whatever. Yeah. But then I've gone through most of the data. Well, you <laughs> yeah, shouldn't use like, it done. For that. Huh? You shouldn't use it for that. Yeah, but that was all the only thing I could think to use it for. <laughs> I mean, but now most of the places that I go in my life do have Wi-Fi. So it's... The, the 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 reason for me to have a a a, a mini with a LTE is, is kind of gone yeah and
2: there's been um yeah so it came out you know this week and th- i agree the rollout was definitely weird and you know there's been speculation that the um they don't ha- quite have the the numbers that they would like to have in the pipe and so you know having a quiet launch and uh, you know can help ease that and i mean i guess that you know makes sense um but uh you know we we have the in the in the notes um federico's uh, impressions you know federico very famously basically works off an ipad a lot of the time and and off an ipad mini the past year and so his was uh, the story i was really looking forward to reading um our um car a favorite car enthusiast jason snell has uh published uh hands-on as well as has jim dalrymple so all three of those are in the show notes
0: or right, as you you wrote in the show notes and you need you need to say this joke because it's awesome. jason power sliding smell yeah
2: power sliding sounds like a type of uh, like a way to take a drug like okay <laughs> but like in like the, in like the 80s <laughs> is that if
0: you took a if you took like ecstasy with red bull
2: yeah so hey man again. you want a power slide
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's a bunch of '80s businessmen wearing suspenders. <laughs>
0: that makes Ben. Oh, Brooks Jason, we love you so much. Like <laughs> it feels. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We need to make, have him on the show.
2: Uh, yeah, make it happen. You're in charge. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, lots of uh, of f- first looks and stuff. Um, yeah, so, I find it really interesting that the review unit, review units were not uh distributed in yeah i don't advance.
2: i don't think they made the call to launch until right beforehand
0: also yeah i i asked the manager of the apple store in regent street and he said the first that he heard about it was on his train journey into work in the morning yeah so
2: yeah i think it was uh you know trying to keep it quiet I mean, you know, if, they, if they don't have a lot they don't want big lines I've turned a bunch of people yeah. away So,
0: and, it, and if there's going to be a store in the UK that's going to find out it's probably that one it's the flagship right it's not the, the big, biggest the
2: big, uh, it's the multi-story
0: yeah it's not the biggest the Covent Garden one is now bigger but the Regent Street one is like the Apple store
2: Regent Street I, knew, I was I was searching for the name yeah oh, so that's the one you go to mm-hmm. Regent Street it's very uh it's very British looking. Yeah, it's, yeah, really, it's really inside really nice. a castle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called an apple shop over there. Yeah, we it's do true. call them, we do call them apple shops.
2: S H O P P E. Uh yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? The old
0: Apple Shop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, it seems great. Should I I'd, uh, maybe talk about what I think about the iPad. I don't know if I've said if I like it or not yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you're you're basically an Android user now. So, what is it like to own your first iOS device?
0: <laughs> Hello. Hi. So this, I really. Um, <laughs> hi. The the screen is obviously the the big thing. I mean, it's definitely fast. Um, it's the iPad. This iPad is is noticeably faster at dealing with iOS seven um, applications. Load in a manner which I would expect, so they load quickly, and it's much more like my iPhone in responsiveness. Um, I'm not having crashes like I am on my iPhone, so just using multitasking is okay to do. Um, on the mini, which every time I slide, so you, you know, when you open multitasking and you slide to the right. Every time I do that on my iPhone, I'm scared. Because that is what makes my phone reboot every day. It doesn't happen on the on the mini, um, so that's good. Um, I'm happy about that. Uh, it is really fast, but it is about the Retina screen, and it looks incredible. Like it's it's definitely my favorite uh, screen that I have. I mean, I have a Retina Mac, and I have I'm basically all Retina all over the place, um, and. Over the last sort of, I mean, I know it's only been like 24 hours, but I've been finding myself wanting to read something on my iPad more than my Mac, even if I'm sitting in front of both of them. Because the screen is that good. It's like one of, it's it's kind of like the first time you see a Retina screen
2: again. Yeah, it's it's actually the highest, yeah. uh, din- well, no, the, it's not as high as the iPhone, but it's higher than the
0: iPad Air as far as density. And it's... It is ridiculous. It's back to that, you know, it's the the off-use phrase of it looks like a printed magazine. Like, it's that sort of quality. The text looks incredible. And it helps detract from some apps which um, don't look right anymore, which I'll talk about in a second. So, like, Tweetbot looks fantastic because the text is so good, but it's not. it doesn't look the way I would expect it to look now. And that sort of leads into my issue is that so many apps on the iPad still look like iOS 6 many of the applications that I use frequently still have the old keyboard Um, and it's a shame I mean you can see obviously developers have to prioritize but it is a shame to 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 go back to that again after being used to most of my apps being iOS 7 now on on the uh, on the iPhone
2: yeah I think it's you know I think I think you're right about the the iPhone being priority, there's so obviously so many more of them. Um and I think that you know the iOS 7 updates I've seen for iPad apps, like they don't feel as strong as the iPhone ones do. I think it's a harder platform to design for, especially on iOS 7. Yeah. Um and it doesn't help that like iOS 7 itself is like sort of unsure about what it is on the iPad, how parts of it are like yep. really, really janky
0: still. Um touch ID. Can, I you don't just re- can you just read this quote? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to read it in a second. Uh, it's weird not to have Touch ID. ID. I've never really had a... I don't think I've ever had a, a, a ping unlock code on my iPad anyway. And it's not so much for security for me. It's just I'm. whenever I want to unlock my iPad now, I'm just holding my, my thumb on the home button for it to unlock and then have to wait a second and then do it and this is a great quote from marco today talking about this getting accustomed to touch id on your new iphone then not having it on your new ipad is like installing a soft closed toilet seat on just one of the two toilets in the house Such i just really like specific quote. example
2: right and so i had a at first, I thought he was talking about like the you know like the padded toilet seats that have like vinyl and like foam. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> that's Honestly, what I was thinking either. about. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But I guess a <laughs> closed toilet seat is something else.
0: Yeah, it's when you uh, it's when it, it just it doesn't when it slam. closes itself very nicely. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. So if Touch ID is a toilet seat, oh, we're not. Gonna Touch
1: ID is a gentle toilet seat motion, yes. and non Touch ID is more like. Slamming. Smashing the lid closed and like shattering Mm (laughs)
2: it. Hopefully you're clear of that by the time it comes down. Or maybe not.
0: All in all, I'm very happy. I feel like I made the right decision for me in waiting for the mini rather than uh, grabbing an air. Um, Comics and stuff look fantastic. Yeah, you're going to finally start reading them. Sorry, Matthew. Yeah, get it together. I will. Um so yeah every, all the things that I like to do on my iPad now look better and I'm happy about that. Um Federico notes in his uh in his article that there is a definite weight difference that you can feel when you have both iPads together. Um I believed I could feel it but I was I wasn't 100% sure because I didn't have a I couldn't do like a blind test because my other iPad is off in the Royal Mail system somewhere. Um so yeah, but I it's not so much for me that it's a problem. It still is a very light device. It does have that dense feeling that like the iPhone 4 had. Yeah, and the iPad 3 too, like it's yeah. three as well. Like it's it feels like if you were to put one more thing into this case it would explode. Like it would just it just wouldn't be able to cope with with like a millimeter more inside of it. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying it is. It's just an observation. Right. Because it does yeah, feel I mean, put together. I mean,
2: it's like how weird, like, the other end of the spectrum is when the iPhone 5 came out. Like, you picked it up and you almost dropped it because it yeah. felt light.
0: I prefer the the dense feeling to the absurdly light feeling.
2: I, I do, too. And the, that's one thing that... I really like the iPad Air, and I'm glad that's the way I went. But that is one thing the iPad Air sort of lacks. Like, it doesn't feel super dense, especially coming from an iPad 3 or 4. And so it's a little bit, you know, of the of the other the other end. Um, but you know, it's 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 really interesting. You know, it, the the mini took less of a hit, you know, weight and thickness wise, and the iPad did when it went us. So clearly, they're they, they worked hard. They worked. Yeah, hard. the the magic is getting easier.
0: I have a quick request for our listeners. Um, I'm looking for a, a, a new case for my iPad, but uh, I want some very specific things. Um, I want it to be um, like a, a folio-type case, so like a book, like it opens up. And you have the iPad on one side, and on the other side, I would like um, to be able to insert some notebooks, um, preferably field notes, so I'd like to be able to maybe slide those in and also have a pen holder. So then I, it would just be like a, a thing that I carry around. I have like one for that. you, Mike. I, I, do you know what? I knew that you would. Is that what you put it in? Uh, well, I was going to ask you, but then when you were going to be on the show... So would you send it to me and I'll put it in the show notes? Uh, well, uh, we're actually
1: going to be stocking it in need next month. It's
0: an exclusive thing. I haven't talked so about you, it yet. So, you you know, it's just teasing, really?
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I will look forward to that. It's from a very well-known European company. So,
0: Is it...
2: N- Nike. Wait.
0: <laughs> Adidas. <laughs> Is it IKEA? It's IKEA, isn't it? It's yeah. IKEA. Yeah, yeah it's IKEA. Okay. It. Um, right,
2: I found so, one on Amazon for you.
0: This I feel like this is. You want the be. color
2: leopard pink? Let me see. We. What, oh,
0: what is leopard pink? Is it leopard
1: Lord. print but with also pink on it? Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh man, this looks really good, Stephen. Yeah. What have you done? Did you buy this? Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. No, no I did not.
0: <laughs> it's Prime. I don't have Prime. It's sad. Well, no, that's really I don't, sad. Don't, I don't buy that much from Amazon. Like, why not?
2: I think I should. I just Man, look I, at I, all these options. They have Leopard Rainbow, which is the name of Matt Scarband.
1: <laughs> it's the name of my apartment. <laughs> it's the name of the passage of my bed sheets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Mm. Feels like a perfect time for another sponsor. Yeah, let's do it. Stephen, we have a new sponsor on this week's episode. I know. I'm excited. I am actually very excited about this one. As I am about all of our sponsors, of course. This episode is brought to you by OmniFocus 2 for iPhone by the Omni Group. OmniFocus for iPhone brings task management to your fingertips. You can keep track of tasks by project, place, person, or date. And with OmniFocus for iPhone, you'll always have your important information at hand, whether it's a shopping list, agenda items to discuss at work, things to do at home, whatever you need. Omnigroup have refreshed their entire interface for iOS 7. They've also gone deeper and reorganized some of the navigation to make it easier and more natural for you to quickly get ideas from your head to the app and update them as you make progress towards your goals. You can use OmniFocus for iPhone on its own or sync through the cloud with your other devices running OmniFocus, which is also available on iPad and the Mac. Syncs can happen when you're not actively using OmniFocus and that information is ready when you are. Now, OmniFocus, the guys at, uh, at the Omni Group, they wanted us to talk about the app a little bit. And I wanted to just talk about OmniFocus 2 for a moment, about my own personal experiences with it. Um, I had always struggled to understand how to use OmniFocus. There's something about it just didn't gel for me in the previous version on the iPhone. But I downloaded it um, shortly after um, it was released on for iOS 7, and I think I spoke about it on the show a little. And... Um, and the new sort of look and feel just really clicks with me. I love the way. It's one of my favorite iOS 7 apps. I just think it's fantastic. Um, I basically plan my life now by the forecast view in OmniFocus 2. Having all of my tasks and appointments in one view is just amazing. So I have my calendar stuff at the bottom and all my tasks at the top. The quick the way that you're able to quickly enter tasks, I really like. Um, it allows me to sort of like open... Uh, you can sort of press the plus button and you get the window and you can start tapping things. And they have either a save or you can press the plus button again so you can keep pressing it, add a new task, press it, add a new task. So I'm able to just like dump all of my thoughts and ideas in very quickly and then I can sort them into projects and stuff later on. And the background syncing is really great. So um, if I maybe, um, let's say I add a task on my iPhone and then on my iPad, I change the time of it it will now do that in the background. It syncs it in the background to my iPhone for me, which is my most important device. So I love that all of that happens in the background. So you should go and check out OmniFocus 2 for iPhone for yourself. There's a couple of ways you can do this. Go and watch the video on their website, which is at omnigroup.com slash OmniFocus, or you can go and try OmniFocus on an iPhone at an Apple store near you. So thanks so much to the Omni Group for sponsoring with OmniFocus 2. For iPhone so go to omnigroupcom slash omnifocus to find out more I'm very happy that they chose to sponsor this week because it's an app that I love very much Matthew
2: um, your favorite CEO is in the news today
1: uh, he's always in the news doing just fantastic things um for people that don't fully get the reference uh, my favorite CEO if I was have if it was sort of 2005 um and you had a myspace friends list and you could pick your top five favorite people whoever reed hastings would be my top five ceo um anyway yeah today they, they announced that they're trying to unify the tv experience for netflix and they showed off a little bit of it and um Yeah, it looks actually quite interesting. It looks like a solid evolution of what they've been doing for several years. Um, It's very graphically intensive. The problem is that um, they've been hinting at this with the Xbox for several years, and it places far too much emphasis on going to the next one in line for a given series rather than jumping around, or it tries to guess far too quickly, in my experience. So I'm reserving judgment and also, on top of this, they're never going to be able to have this sort of thing for the Apple TV. So it's slightly uh, hamstrung from the outset, but it's interesting nonetheless.
2: Yeah, I know it's, you know, and there's there was some noise around it, you know, they're not, you know, it's not as standard or compliant with HTML5. And I, I don't know, I sort of only marginally paid attention. But I think it's important for Netflix to take ownership of how people interact with their service in a more, you know, powerful way because. Before this, it was like, you know, the, the experience was sort of out of their control. And that's, you know, that's not what you want as a company providing a service. So I think yeah. it's a good move. I
1: mean, it was a business decision because they were going to invest in building their own sort of Roku. Um, and Reed Hastings nixed the project right before it came to market. And it was primarily because he wanted to encourage people to build around their ecosystem and to build products and not to limit themselves from anyone. Right. And I mean
2: yeah, if they come to market with a with a set top box, set top box makers are gonna be like, whoa, you know, it's the same problem with Microsoft doing first party hardware, right? Like Right. Um, except it's not full of sadness.
1: Right, and Reed is just an amazing person.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good news. Have they said when that's rolling out? Is it soon I, is it now
1: it seems like very soon um but the problem is it's you know it's meant to be a unified experience but it's very selective in terms of what it's going to roll out to it looks like it's predominantly going to be going to televisions and blu-ray players and things of that nature so for those of us using xboxes and apple tvs and things like that we'll be um yeah we'll be oh, without here it, updates. Is, here it is
2: right here in our link next two weeks for playstation 4 ps3 xbox 360 roku 3 and smart tvs well, there you go um jawbone also had an announcement today which i thought was interesting they're a couple weeks behind uh nike and fitbit have both refreshed their fitness tracker bands for the um for the holiday season but jawbone the up
0: 24 it's not a great name right what's new about this one i feel like there's been like a hundred jawbone ups now
2: it well for to be fair the first several like were terrible right matt you had one didn't you Yeah, I had the original generation, the one that broke frequently. Did it die? Like, all of them died, right? Like, 100% of them failed? Right, yeah. I went through five. (laughs) (laughs) Not, Um, Not awesome. No, and I never
1: went to the second generation. But this is, like, this is officially the third generation. Um, and it has yeah. low-powered Bluetooth, so it's always connected, a lot like the Nike Fuel Band.
2: Right, because the old one, you had to like take the cap off and like, plug it into your headphone port on your phone to sync it, right? Right, and
1: I was actually having a yeah. conversation today. I think that was probably the source of a lot of their issues because they are encouraging people to bend that off their wrists so often every day to keep it up to date.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bl- low, low-cost low Bluetooth, definitely. Low- low-cost low Bluetooth, guys. It's <laughs> <That's> the future. <laughs> Low low energy Bluetooth is definitely the way to go for stuff like this, um, you know. So I mean, the Nike Fuel Band SE is basically the same Fuel Band, but in colors. Um, and then the Fitbit Force is the new Fitbit Flex, which is the, the device I own, but has a little watch face in it and does a few other things. Yeah. Um, but my question, for me: I mean, Do you guys thi- wear this oh, stuff sorry. like today?
0: Uh, I I I don't don't use anything like this at the moment. Um, a lot of what these things do now you can find in apps, and like especially with the um with the jawbone. If I'm gonna wear something like that's on my wrist, I want it to have a watch.
1: Yeah, see, I don't. It. That's exactly what I don't want.
0: Okay. Well, because. For
1: me, I like to wear a traditional watch and I'd much rather have something that's tracking my fitness that it looks much more like an accessory, like just something that goes along with whatever else I'm wearing, rather than trying to obviate something that might be much nicer, more classy that I'm wearing otherwise.
2: I think Fitbit recognizes that. They kept the flex around. Um, the force sits above it in their product matrix. Um, right. You know. I- I mean, I agree with you. Like, I I wear a watch that I really like. And so, like, I'd said in the past, like a Fitbit Flex with a clock or like a watch face on it would be perfect for me. And I could just have one thing. But now that it's out, I'm not really all that interested because I really like my watch and I like the style of it. And, you know, the, you know, the, it being its own thing is still really nice for me. Yeah. I mean, like the Nike Fuel Band, they,
1: I mean, they're really pushing the whole watch thing. But the problem for me is that it looks like, uh, sort of mid nineties running watch, and it has the color accents to go with it for that sort of decade. And it's not the sort of thing that I'd ever feel that comfortable wearing, although it's probably the most robust in terms of uh, tracking information in an ecosystem that's relevant for me. Um, so, if I was to buy any of these, it would be the Jawbone app, uh, just because it looks quite nice. The the
2: uh, the um the app yeah, twenty four. It's such like a weird name. Like yeah, I don't know you're going to be
0: up 24 hours cuz that's the kind of guy you are. I don't know. I'm trying Wow, to that, that got really
2: weird. Yeah. Um excellent. <laughs> is
0: the I mean, but like Michael,
2: you were saying, you know, like the the um iPhone 5s has a, you know, the the motion coprocessor which I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves so we have the rest of the show but like if it becomes if it comes between like wearing something on my wrist that i have to charge and keep up with and not put in the washing machine or like my phone which is in my pocket 90% of the time and can do the same thing why not just use the phone
0: um i agree <laughs> yeah i mean i
2: the, the problem is yeah. i mean have you used any of these apps on your phone uh, i'm still on the 5
1: all right so, so i've i've been using them a fair amount like a selection of them and they work fine, but it's not quite the same level as having something dedicated that is tracking your movement at all times. Something that you don't have to think about carrying with you. Like I don't always have my phone with me.
0: Yeah. I right. mean, there are certain things like if if maybe if you're going jogging or you're in the gym, that's it the might thing. Not, it, yeah. It might not be, um, picking that up, but that's in yeah. my mind what Apple's solution will be.
2: R- running is the first thing that came to mind for me. And you know, I, about four times a year go for a run and when I do I generally take an iPod Nano and it does you know it syncs with Nike stuff too and so I feel like if you're gonna really go into this Nike has like the most options right now even though the fuel band itself is clunky and like you said it's not super fashionable but you know their ecosystem their their whole gig is like more robust because you could use an iPod you could use your phones uh, you know internal stuff or you could use the band
1: right and they're also like, actively investing into people there. They've got a venture fund, particularly for people building around the fuel API.
2: Um, right. So And that's they gamify it, you know, which which is cool too, that you know, you're trying to I mean, all of them have like social stuff, like, you know, I can see how many steps you took on your Fitbit. But Nike, the the fuel system kinda has like a fun factor built in that the others don't necessarily have.
1: Right.
0: shall we uh,
2: picks? yes weekly picks matt as our guest and as we just basically talked about your app pick, would you like to tell us what your app pick is
1: <laughs> sure um my app pick of this week is nike plus Move, uh which is the app that was demoed on stage with the iphone 5s announcement um it works a lot like a jawbone app or a nike fuel band And in essence, as long as you have it open and you're multitasking, it's not really a drawer anymore. It's more of like a fly up thing. Um, As long as it's open, you can track your movement. It sort of works out when you've gone to sleep. It gives you general points for being uh, mobile for, you know, at least five minutes every hour. And it keeps track of all that sort of stuff. So I suspect it's probably a lot like a very basic entry-level version of the fuel band that's not quite as accurate but that is tracking still some interesting stuff so for me as someone that hasn't bought into an app or anything since I was let down um this has been a fun way to start reminding myself to keep moving particularly as I've been so busy recently so it gets me up and away from my desk so I've been really enjoying yeah. it
2: Will it? Um, I know it uses it uses Game Center, right, it's to kind of do the social stuff. It does, yeah. Uh, which is gross because you have to launch Game Center. And <laughs> it's funny on the iTunes preview page, uh, it definitely has the old janky Game Center icon. But um, you know, I think like apps like this could be more powerful if they took a more active role. Like if you could say, "Hey, every you know once an hour." send me a push notification to tell me to get, get up and walk. Like, I know that's like super first world sadness problem, but like those of us who work in the office, like sometimes you get sucked in and yeah. it'd be nice if it could be proactive in your fitness as well.
1: Well, see, that's what the jawbone did. The up, it would, you could set it to have intervals that would vibrate to remind you to get up, um, which is a lot of why
2: I like that <laughs> walk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically we're all going to be in like the Wally chairs if these yeah. companies can't save us.
0: And I'm fine with that. They look comfortable. <laughs> I say that this is a, this is an interesting little thing. This is so uh, away from what we're talking about. But talking about Wally, right? You know the company by and large. Yeah, yeah. You, you've, you've, have you heard of the? You must have seen these uh, barges that are popping up in certain cities in America. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Google, Google
2: uh, uh, stuff, right? Yeah, the good, company that.
0: Um, the name of the company, the shell company that set like put the plans into the like the San Francisco City Council is Buy and Large LLC. Oh no! That like spell out B U Y A N D L L C. That's not. That's not good. <laughs> I think it's awesome that they did that.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. So, um, Michael, yo,
0: do you have an app pick? Yes, I do. What is this it? Is, this is one that I've been holding on to for a while, actually. Um, mm. So it's an RSS reading app for the iPhone called Reconnaissance. Um, it couldn't be more different to an RSS reader than what you've used before, and that's kind of what I like about it. I have kind of I'm um, I'm over Reader R W D E R. Um, I don't really like the direction that the app went on both platforms um, and felt like it wasn't, for me, the app that it once was, like it just didn't feel as good anymore. Um, things like Smart Stream support was weird for Feed Wrangler, which is what I use for my syncing service. I really didn't like the iPad app. I felt dizzy every time I used it because, like, the way that you, it just moves backwards and forwards between panes, like, unnecessarily um, in, in some. For some reason. so um, I can't. I think I was turned onto this app uh, by Twitter, and um, I've been uh, beta testing the application, and the developer has been very um, accommodating to my requests. So basically, with uh, reconnaissance, what you have is it syncs fantastically with Feed Wrangler and you get your smart streams, and you get all the. You can go by individual view, and instead of having a list of items, it's like a, a carousel. Um, that you can kind of... So basically, you slide from the left to the right to view your stories. And so you just slide through them, and you can basically have it in two ways. You have either just like a continuous stream, so you flick and it just goes fly all the way through, or you can do one at a time. So like you swipe and it moves one story at a time. And you can mark a story as red by flicking it up, like in the multitasking view. Um, And you can do mark all as red and stuff like that. Um. And you can, so you get like a a couple of uh, sentences as a preview, and you can press a more button and it opens like a, um, it just opens in the app. So very quickly, it will show you like the RSS text, you know, like before going into the web page. It works with Google Chrome, it has um, URL scheme support. So you can view subscriptions, view smart streams, search, add new subscriptions, and add new smart streams. You can do all of those. It has all of those URLs built in. And it has some advanced settings to allow you to code your own custom URL schemes. So, for example, tapping on the um, headline of, the, uh, of this article, like for me at the moment, that goes to Google Chrome. But you can set it, for example, to open that in Velocity, the speed reading app so it's it's got some quite powerful stuff, and i I just really like it. it's a really nice suit. it's very different um so be aware of that it is a very different type of feed reading experience but uh I've been using it for a little while and i I really really like it. I think that it i it's one that I wanted to give some time with um yes, guys, you are mocking me. It has been in the store for many weeks it has been available for purchase for many weeks. I just haven't recommended it yet because it is such a different uh, experience. I haven't I haven't been beta testing it, and it's not been available. You could download it, because mm, that was no, how I've I found been, out I've about it. I've
2: been beta testing it. this app for several weeks. And I love it. And, and I'm, I'm
0: really enjoying it. You oh, did. You bad. literally just said that. I know, but um, it, they are separate things. I have been beta testing it, but I did buy it first. I like that and 512
1: pixels it, is a default uh, site on this thing.
0: Yeah. Is it? Okay. Well, in the screenshots, he subscribes to your website that's so nice of him I really do like this application a lot um and it is made by a fellow Brit so that's even more reason to, uh, to go out and check it out
2: um, oh yeah, look at that um my I, it's nice it's, it is uh,
0: not, you it should is. I would I would suggest it it does look really nice it's it's a say it's different you don't get the scrolling view you like scroll from left to right but it I, I do really, really like it. It's a, it's, it's a different recommendation for me.
2: Um, my, my recommendation this week is an, is a, not so much an app, uh, but sort of a service. Um, we all know uh, Square, the you know, payment processor, they do lots of stuff. You see iPads and hipster coffee shops instead of cash registers. Um, they have a, a new service just called cash and they have uh, an iOS app uh, that's, uh, pretty good, but you can do the whole thing over email. And the idea is it's a very simple way to send money to someone. Um, so you can do it all, all over email. You can email somebody, you copy Square's email address, and they figure it all out, which is a little terrifying. I, I've, the couple times I've used it, I've used the app because it feels like, I don't know, safer. Uh, not from like a security standpoint, but from a let me accidentally send money to someone else situation. Um, but uh you can send and receive money with the app, and it goes right to your debit card. So, you know, like PayPal, like like Mike, if you uh, you know pay me for uh, services rendered at WWDC, um, mm-hmm. that might go to PayPal and like sit in PayPal for a while, and then I got to go in there and remember to dump it into my bank account. Uh, with this, it's like tied directly to your debit card, so it's immediately in your bank account. You know, after that, the one or two day waiting period.
0: You know, you say that, but it's like US only, so.
2: And it's, and it's US only, but I mean, the rest of the world just basically uses the barter system anyways. You can't send a chicken for a date with the farmer's daughter through Square Cash.
0: I hate I hate so <laughs> much.
2: Um, so it's it's really cool. I've used it a couple times just for like little stuff here and there. Um uh, actually had some consulting I did. They paid me through it, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, it's available for Android... Uh, as well if that's your if that's your thing. Well it's available
0: what. for anywhere email is sold. Right email is sold? That's a joke. But yeah, it's anywhere you can do email, it's available, right? Yeah, so no? you can do
2: this on your Palm pre Plus.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not tied to an OS. You can do it from anywhere.
2: Right. Yeah, they just have like native apps that you can do it all in, but you can't the idea is that you can do it all over email. So I could just send you if I have it set up, I can just send you money.
0: Yeah, having an app seems strange because it just opens up an email view, right? It's my understanding of it. It's pretty app. basic. I have yeah. my
2: phone here. Uh, the app icon is miserable. Which
0: is I actually quite like it. Oh. <laughs> um, no accounting for taste.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna send two dollars attached to email. Continue. It does pull up. Just pull up an email. I'm gonna send it to Matt Alexander.
0: Have you not used the application that you're picking for your app pick? <laughs>
2: Apparently, <I'm> just, <laughs> apparently not. I used Matt, it. I used it today. I sent you two dollars, Matt. Oh, did you really? I did. I uh, I used this today to pay a guy that designed some stuff for a we web hosting tomorrow. Two dollars can't send from Tennessee. What? Come on!
0: Cash, everyone!
1: Yeah!
2: Yay! I just received an
1: email saying two dollars. Why can't it? Mm. Oh yeah, cash couldn't be sent. Welcome
2: to. I could. So maybe apparently I've just received cash, but then not sent anything. So there's that. Anyways, if you live overseas or in Tennessee, it's not for you. But if you live anywhere else, you're good.
1: Anywhere that's not on the buses system, like Tennessee. (laughs)
0: <laughs> apparently yeah tennessee and france <laughs> <laughs> and germany matthew alexander thank you for stepping in oh and, no it's, uh, it was very nice to be here where can people go to find you on the internet actually no that's my job you can go and you can uh you can catch up with matt by going uh i thought i was interviewing you then that was weird wasn't it yeah, I, was I did strange. the end of command space for you yeah
2: Matt, what do you like to be known for? Yeah, I thought
0: you were going to ask me that at the beginning. <laughs> Got nervous. I hate you guys so much. Mm. Hey, I uh,
2: found it. I found Square Cash supported states. Come on, oh. are you serious? Currently, you you'll be-, be. Have you not actually use this, I have. Re- apparently, I've only received money with it. Currently, you'll be limited to receiving Square Cash if you live in the following two states: Hawaii and Tennessee. Come on.
0: I think that's something to do with the barter system. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, how the tables have turned. Can we wrap up? I
2: have to go uh, trade some uh, manual labor for my dinner.
0: Clearly, if you'd like to catch up with Matt Alexander online, let me tell you the ways which you can do that. You can go and listen to his fantastic podcast which he does with another British person. That's at 5x5.tv slash bionic. That's one, one way. Or you can go and see his fantastic company at needlifestyle.com. <laughs> you can go to .co, but go to .com. Your branding
1: screws me up. Oh,
2: the dot .co uh, redirects. Look at you. Yeah. Using uh using some of that um
1: <laughs> using some of, inter- money. some of that Internet. venture cash.
2: Venture cash. I bought a URL. <laughs> it cost is, uh, me uh,
0: 6000. Is venture cash available in Tennessee?
2: Uh, probably not. <laughs> or you has can to, go to socialism
0: in the form of family oh. members.
2: Everyone okay?
0: Yeah, sorry.
2: venturetennessee.com
0: you can find Matt on Twitter too. He is Matt Alexand, M-A-T-T-A-L-E-X-A-N-D. And you can find Stephen online too. He writes at 512pixels.net, and he is I-S-M-H on Twitter. And I am IMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We will be back again with another episode of the prompt next week. You can find us on the Twitter. We are underscore the prompt. And you can find the show notes for this week's episode at 5by5.tv slash prompt slash 22 or the prom dot pt slash 22 (laughs) however you want to find us there are the ways in which you can do it thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the world's greatest podcast we'll be back next time bye-bye adios matthew you need to say goodbye
1: i'm just really upset that you said the world's greatest podcast after just having plugged our podcast so There's just, no so, shame
2: in being third or fourth. Matt, just say <laughs>
0: goodbye. We can't go until you say goodbye. <laughs> um, goodbye.